Welcome to the Fresh Fiction Podcast. My name is Danielle Jackson Dresser. And I'm Gwen Reyes. This is the podcast where we talk about what we're reading, watching, and listening to. This week, we're sharing Black romances we love from TV shows, movies, and books. We're also talking to Jessica P. Pride, who edited the incredible anthology Black Love Matters. We're also going to go over our goals from last episode, set new ones, and share what's bringing us comfort lately. All right. Yay! I know. Danielle, it's so good to see you. I know. (laughs) It's so weird because we don't have the month or monthly weekly Tuesday meetings anymore. I know. It's so true. I mean, it is nice that we've built in at least bi-weekly. We see each other. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. It's like, we may have traded off our weekly one, but at least we get a bi-weekly for much longer period of time. And yes. we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. So that's exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then you add in the interviews and we're always texting, texting, yeah. <laughs> slacking, texting, slacking, whatever yeah. it is on Slack all the time. So yeah. How, how has this week been? The week's been good. I've been feeling a little like my favorite thing is I always feel a little out of control. And so when that happens, I start making lists. So I've been Ooh. making a lot of lists this week. I uh, started a new journal, um, nice. trying to clean out my email. So just feeling very uh, like I'm just trying to focus right now. So that's where my vibe is. So I would say chaotic, but making lists. <laughs> I mean, I feel like lists really help. They do. I'm the type of person like I make a big to-do list and then I make a to-do list that goes on like a post-it note that goes on yep. top of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that gets remade during the day. It's yeah. it's a lot, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like, no, I like lists. Yeah. That's good. I like to make my big list and then my little list. And then I go back to my little list. I make my big list again. It's yeah. maybe I should stop spending so much time making lists and maybe check <laughs> the things off on the list. That's probably yeah. the next step. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what about you? How's your week going? <laughs> this week I've been really lazy, but it's because I was like, I'm not going to do anything mm-hmm. because I start my new job on Tuesday. So I like teased it, but my just, so I'm going to be an event coordinator at Anderson's bookshop, which is a like highly regarded and kind of like almost like an institution in the independent book world. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's one of the big ones in Illinois out in the Western burbs. And I'm really excited. It's going to be really cool. But yeah, I start on Tuesday. I like have to leave my house. Just put real pants on. Yeah. I have to like make my lunch, <laughs> you know, like all of these things that I have to do. So I was like this week in particular, this past week, I was like, I'm just not going to really do too much. Yeah. And it was really nice, but yeah, I really was kind of like, well, like my to-do list was very short. Mm-hmm. So which was nice, but I also was like, this is weird. So yeah. So I'm feeling lazy, but in a good way. Good. I'm glad it's like a nice recharge. Yeah. It would be really bad if you were like spending this last week leading up to this new position, this new job, new everything. And you were just like panicked at the house. Like everything was out of order or whatever. Like it's good that you were able to take that time. And that's so important. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I, it like stresses me out when someone says they're leaving a job and then they start it like the next day. And I'm just like, you know, and like a lot of times people just like wait to say anything, but like Mm -hmm. sometimes like when, you know, it's like, yeah, my last day was on Friday and I start my new job on Monday. And I'm just like, that makes me very uncomfortable. 
Yeah. I need, <laughs> I need time to process. Like yeah. so my, uh, my good friend right now, she just finished up a sabbatical. She like, mm. she had a very, very bad experience at her last job mm-hmm. and was, it was right around the holidays. So she's like, I'm just going to quit. I have sort of an idea of something that might happen, but yeah. it won't happen until the new year. So she was able to take off like the month of December and January. It was so good for her. I mean, she got That's itchy amazing. by the end of it. She was like, I gotta get a job. I gotta do something, but I'm like, yeah. that makes you thankful for that and not burnt out. And you get that sort of like breath away from it. Yeah. That's so interesting. I have a couple of friends who it's like, cool. Cause we're at the age now where some people have been in like the same position for Mm -hmm. long enough to like qualify for like, you can take like a year long sabbatical. And so I have a, a good friend of mine who she was like, yeah, it was my 10th anniversary. I think it was 10th or 12th anniversary. I can't remember, but she was like, yeah, I get like a sabbatical. Like I can just take a year off and, you know, and it, and it was like, and I was like, well, do you have to like go to school or do you have to like do something? And she was like, no, like, like, <laughs> like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't know, like all, obviously I don't know, like the, the terms or everything, you know, but, but I was just like, that's so cool. Like you that's could, so you cool. could just do what you want for like a literal year. Yeah. So that's amazing. So what is one achievement that you have um, accomplished this week? Yesterday, I was telling Gwen this before we started, but yesterday I left my house. I abandoned, I said, I, I literally was like, <laughs> I abandoned my family. Love it. Um, told them to fend for themselves. <laughs> and I fine. went, yeah, I, I went to my friend Kate's house and our, our friend Hannah came as well. And we made Valentine's all day. (laughs) Yeah. It was so fun. And we, you know, we had some rosé, we had lots of snacks, lots of stickers, yeah, (laughs) stickers and cards and markers and everything. And Kate's husband, who was really wonderful, he made us like a really great, like charcuterie board and, and then left us alone, which was Mm -hmm. awesome. (laughs) <laughs> he's really wonderful, but it was, he was like, okay, I'm going to go in the basement. We're like, bye. Like, bye. you know, so yeah, it was a really, it was a fun day. It was great. And we were just chatting and we actually did make value. You know, how sometimes it's just a cut. We're like, we're going to do this craft, but it's just yeah. a cover today drink and talk, but no, yep. we actually did make, make some Valentine's and it was a lot of fun. So I yeah. And, it. and so, yeah. So in the next, I'm going to actually write messages in them like this week and then, or tomorrow and the next day and then get them in the mail. So they hopefully arrive on Valentine's day. Yay. Yay. Oh, I love yeah. that so much. You'll yeah, have to was do really, like a quarterly mm-hmm. crafting with your girlfriend sort of. Yeah. Thing. And that's what we were saying. We should like act, we should try to figure stuff out to do like every couple of months. Yeah. So yeah. What about you? What's it. something good you achieved this week? All right. So I, uh, <laughs> I went for a drive to see some snow yesterday, which I know is a shock because Danielle is currently surrounded by yeah. snow. I think you live like with Jack Frost currently. Basically. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. much. <laughs> so we have no snow around us. We're actually beyond the coldest part of the year. Uh, December mm. is the coldest month in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now it's just getting warmer, obviously. So we're like, yeah. let's go see some snow. And it was just like an out. We went for a long drive because Cliff was so funny yesterday. He's like, I'm watching Reed Drummond on Pioneer Network, Pioneer, Pioneer Network, Pioneer Woman, which I mm-hmm. love my Food Network Saturday, Sunday morning yeah. content. It's my fave. Till it starts with the kitchen, then I don't want to watch anymore. Uh, and he's like, it's quietly under his breath goes, I just don't want to sit around this couch watching yeah. Food Network all day today. And I was like, all right, let's go for a drive. Let's figure this out. <laughs> so we went and had lunch 
And he was just like off the cusps is like, well, do you want to go for a drive somewhere? And I was like, yes. So yeah. we just like went for the farthest place we could go, went to like, cause we have a Tesla. So we just went to like a faraway supercharger, saw mm-hmm. some mountains and some trees, got a little just regeneration, which was yeah. so like, just very important because I've been staring at my apartment walls for months. Um, yeah. So it was nice. So I'm happy we got to do that. Had a nice dinner at, in um, downtown Redmond, had pizza, and then came home and passed out on the couch at 8.30 like God intended. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like a lovely day. I love the return of the COVID drive. I really mm-hmm. like I that sounds weird to say because but at the beginning of the pandemic I remember that is like what we did on the weekends we just yep. drove like we were like let's drive to Iowa and then come home you know yep. or <laughs> exactly. we were like, let's go let's go see the Mississippi River and then yep. come, and then home. come home <laughs> yeah, um but that and so since that you know cuz people obviously are taking things seriously and mm-hmm. like just trying to be cautious with omicron and everything and yeah so in fact yeah a couple of weeks ago we did like we just went on a drive I love and it, it was kind of fun and my so yeah it's it is kind of fun i don't know yeah we listened to some podcasts there's this yeah. um, we we listened to this like Ramit Safi who does a podcast about money and relationships and stuff. So now I'm like, well, we got to find relationship podcasts that we can listen to together. So yeah. just very cute and adorable, but we had a good time and I'm glad we I did like it. So that. now I'm just going to do, do uh, lots of laundry today. To make good it idea. I need to do laundry. I named all my mountains in my, uh, <laughs> like after the different mountain ranges around us. Oh, that's <laughs> so like funny. this gene pile is Mount Rainier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Threw a I white sock on it for some snow. If they have names, Gwen, it's time. Yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a busy week. I said, I was making lists. <laughs> Doesn't mean I was doing what was on the list. That's funny. Oh, that's, that's very funny. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that can be your achievement next time. <laughs> <laughs> the only way over these mountains is through them is what I keep saying. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yep. Good one. Okay. <laughs> So today's main topic, we wanted to talk about it's Black History Month. And then obviously we have this in like one of my favorite interviews we've done with yeah. Jessica P. Pride. She edited a book called Black Love Matters. Um, full disclosure, it's published by Berkeley. That's also my publisher. Just getting it out of the way. <laughs> Jessica and I have the same publicist. <laughs> We're friends, okay? Out. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we just had such a great conversation with her about representation and different types of love and romance and black romance and interracial romance Mm -hmm. that we were like, well, we have to talk about this more. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's dive into kind of black love. And I'm, I mean, we're including interracial love as well and its portrayal in the media Mm -hmm. because up until recently, it really wasn't a thing. Right. (laughs) Like that was really portrayed, I think in a way that like, wasn't pandering Mm -hmm. or like checking a box or was part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or wasn't like marketed only towards black people. Yeah. I think now it still is, but I think now it's just like, there are, you know, people who are out like actual genuine allies who like 
are seeking out these love stories as well, or these, this representation as well, because they know it's important. As someone who grew up in like a predominantly white suburb of Chicago, like I had both worlds because like day to day, I was the only black kid around just like me and my brother and like a few others. But then, you know, we'd go visit our family and we would have like these healthy representations of like what healthy black relationships look like and, and things like that. And, and to be quite honest, unhealthy relationships too, like across the gamut. Um, so yeah, but I just feel like I would, I feel like, yeah, like the last decade there has been a significant intent for some creators Mm -hmm. (laughs) to portray black, black love in particular, and not black love that's necessarily rooted in trauma, which I think is really important. And I think when we like get into our wrecks, like that will definitely come up. It was available in a mainstream Mm -hmm. way, but Mm -hmm. it was like relegated to a corner. Like you had to like go out and seek it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. to your point of a lot of the love was violent and it was yeah. like abusive or like I was watching movies like um, what's love I, got to do with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of my earliest representations of a black relationship. Yeah. And like, that's not healthy. That's not safe. Mm-hmm. That's not fair, really like fair. When you think about the fact that like, we're all the same. So we all should have the same stories. We should all be able to yeah. watch two black people in love with each other in a healthy, safe way. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't have, it, and you know, I appreciate that it's now we, we do get more and more and more of them, but yeah. it, it is like just the fact that it did take so many years to get yeah. there. Yeah. And I should say too, it's like, not, I don't want to like disregard some stuff mm-hmm. where it was hard or it was, you know, kind of rooted in trauma, but now I think there's just so much more of an opportunity for things to be based in joy rather yeah. than it being like a struggle. And like, mm-hmm. even if the end is these people get to be together, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to start terribly and then yeah. get to, you, know, you don't get to see the happiness. Mm-hmm. You get to start just from a kind of baseline. I don't I don't want to say normal, but you get to start from like kind of an even playing field where yeah. there's an inciting incident and whether it's a drug deal or (laughs) I didn't get promoted at my job. You know what I mean? Like there's room for both and there always has been, but now there's a bigger table, I guess we could say both can exist. Exactly. Yeah. That was real roundabout to get to that point. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a very like heady topic, you know, it's, I am as a white presenting person, like I am incredibly conscious of like not saying the wrong thing. And, and like, yeah. because like, I don't know, I just think it's important. Like it, it's so mm-hmm. simple at the end of the day. Like, I just think that the more representation that we see across the board, yeah. the more colorful people we see on screen, mm-hmm. the better entertainment yeah. is, the better for your daughter, because she's mm-hmm. going to grow up in a world where it's like not weird. Like she's yeah. going to grow up in a world where black girls aren't just slaves and aren't just secretaries mm-hmm. and aren't just cooks and aren't yeah. just the, the, the drug addict that gets to be abused. Like right. she gets to see Issa Rae. Like yeah. those are like bananas, exciting things mm-hmm. that like, I don't know. Like I'm getting, I'm getting so emotional thinking yeah. about that because it is so wonderful and exciting mm-hmm. and like a breath of fresh air, really. I, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I think about that a lot. Just like, even just on some of the shows that she watches and it's mm-hmm. just like, it's like, you can just tell that even in the background, 
on like a cartoon, like we were watching, I mean, well, we were watching the Ada Twist scientist show, mm-hmm. but it, first of all, it's like the showrunner, it's from the Obama's production company. And also the showrunner created Doc McStuffins, which yeah, is also thing. like mm-hmm. another, you know, and it, but it's even like the background characters, like you can tell it's like, they make an effort to make sure it's not like just a carbon cutout of whatever, you know, I'm sure it is mostly copy and paste, but they like change the skin tone mm-hmm. and, you know, and that, and that's important. I mean, yeah. and we, and we know, I mean, and we've talked about this a lot on a lot of different episodes of just how important it is for things to, for different types of people to be represented and like what that means. And I think they, we get to this, we talk to Jessica about this in our interview quite a yep. bit. Um, and I, I've read the whole book, Black Love Matters book, and it's, it rings like that's like almost a through line through the whole thing mm-hmm. is that like all of these different people, whether they're academics, whether they're authors, whether they're just fans of, of romance, like, you know, they, they just say like seeing some, instead of having to pretend that the woman who maybe is half Italian is also half Moroccan or something, mm-hmm. you know, like trying right. to make up like a plausible, like reason why this character could look like me. She's, no, she is just, she just exists this way because yeah. she is of African descent or what, you know, whatever yeah. it is. And yeah. And that, that rings loud and clear. So, yeah, I think, I think I agree this it's, it is like a big topic and it is hard. Cause it's like, we could, there are so many like avenues we could go into, but I feel yeah. like then we would be here for like all day, which I mean, obviously I'm down for that, but right. <laughs> I don't know if our listeners are. <laughs> They're like fast forward. <laughs> yeah. Please get to the wrecks. So Let's get to some recommendations. Okay. Absolutely. I'm looking at this. Let's alternate. I think it'll work. Okay. So we'll, yeah. Okay. So let's start with movies. Sounds good. What are some of your picks, Gwen? All right. So I went with, um, I went with If Beale Street Could Talk, which I think is an absolutely beautiful film by Barry Jenkins. Oh, beautiful. Um, it was just it was one of those examples of a film I remember watching because it was that year and um, the green book came out the same year. <laughs> yeah. And I say that our re- listeners cannot hear the disdain that's coming off my face. Yeah. This movie. Yeah. But, and how upsetting it was because I, I, I remember watching green book and if Bill street could talk in the same day, yeah. like back to back with each other. Whoa. And just the beauty and the romance and the emotion in If Beale Street mm-hmm. Could Talk. And yes, it is definitely, I mean, it is, it's a sad romance. It's, yeah. it's like romance capital R where nobody's happy at the end of it. But you <laughs> right. do get these clips of, of the couple when they were happy and they, mm-hmm. were, they were going to build their life together. And so Barry like treats those moments with such care and such yeah. intensity Mm-hmm. That like, I remember just being like, whoa, this was my first time really seeing a mainstream, beautiful film that was about black love in a healthy way. Yeah. And I was just like, hell yeah, this is what we need to see more of. And in, again, like I said, it, it does end be- very badly. Like it's, it's, right. it's a very sad, yeah. sad movie, but just those clips and those moments in there and then the care that Barry took for that movie just blew my mind. I love it so much. Yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at our movie picks right now. I'm not going to uh-huh. like spoil them, but one thing too, and this comes up a lot, especially like after, I remember after like a couple of seasons of Insecure uh-huh. and also it was like when 
Moonlight, which was Barry Jenkins's first big movie. Mm-hmm. But then, and then the conversation happened again with if Beale Street could talk because everyone was talking about how incredible everyone looked in yeah. this movie. Yes. Because when you have a, a cast of predominantly people of color or black people, like then they have to be like lit a certain way and actually mm-hmm. like lighting and in photography is like part of my book. But anyway, um, <laughs> I love it. Little, little plug Education. there. It's really good. Cause that's like, all I can think about if Bill street could talk is just how unbelievably gorgeous that movie is. Uh-huh. Like, it's like visually, you don't have to like, li- I mean, you should, you should watch it and pay attention, but you could like turn it off and just have it on. And it would just, <laughs> just be amazing. It would be just as awesome. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I, I hate that that's true, but it's so true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like listen to it and, but yeah. it's like, it would be very nice. You'll cry a little bit less if you watch it with no sound on it. But like that would be, you're, this you're is such gonna digression. Cry. I'm going to say this anyway, but this, this is so off topic, but anyway, that's the type of movie that I think like could be played at a lounge, like, but just have the image <gasps> up. Yeah. You know, it's but have, like them. Yeah. It's a vibe. Gwen. It's a vibe. <laughs> I feel like that Phantom Thread's another one that I think yeah. you could just have on yeah. in the background and be like, "What the hell?" Okay, let's. Just I remember one time like- I went to a very small dive bar in Wicker Park, and they were playing the Labyrinth, mm-hmm. and it was just on, and yeah. I was like, "This is the best." Mm-hmm. That works great. as one too. Yeah, <laughs> it has nothing to do with black romance. So let's no. get back. Let's get back on top. Just David Bowie romance. <laughs> I mean, he has a black romance. Iman. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, great. You tied it up. Yeah, you got it. You brought it back. <laughs> okay, sorry. Next, okay. what's your next pick? All right, so my next one, uh, speaking of Issa Rae, I love The Lovebirds because it's yeah. a silly, kooky comedy. And I love this oh, one. This funny. is Issa and Kamal Nanjani. They, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sort of like, romantic comedy caper situation where yeah. they piss off the wrong person and they have to get money and they're running around new Orleans all night long. But again, to your point, it's like, will really beautiful, very mm-hmm. well lit. Um, because you have two actors of with darker skin colors and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just f- freaking beautiful. And they're yeah. just so cute. Like they're the so funny so and, cute it was... and so funny. Yeah. And, and that's sort of like, when I think of a romantic comedy, I really want the comedy to be as prevalent as the romance and mm-hmm. I think that this one really does that because you like believe that oh, they're yeah. a couple and yep. that they're really like falling apart because sort of the plot too is they're breaking up um <laughs> and then they like really are good for each other I yeah that's cute I like that that's a good pick I kind of I mean I saw that movie but I forgot about it so. yep. yeah <laughs> and then that's a good one uh, so the next movie I've mentioned before that I love Poetic Justice yeah. with Tupac and um Janet Jackson this was classic just a classic again this was to my point of like one of the first movies I remember seeing of black couples was um what's love got to do with it poetic justice was also yeah the other first ones and that is to me a much better representation still I mean I don't know it's so beautiful and so Mm -hmm. good and it's and after watching the Janet Jackson documentary, like it was just really cool to go back and revisit that story. Um, okay. So my next pick Malcolm and Marie um, <laughs> by Sam Levinson uh, starring a very young Zendaya and a very old uh, Isla. I, what is Denzel Washington's son's name? Something. Oh, Washington. I, I know, know I'm blanking. Yeah. Something Washington jr. Uh, he, um, <laughs> I hate, I hate this movie so much. But I love this movie because I love watching couples fight. Yeah. And this is another element of the, of like 
a romance film that you kind of need to see, which is like a couple in despair. And again, not like abusive, mean, beating each other up, but just like fighting. And that's yeah. really what Malcolm and Marie does. And again, it's a very beautiful film and just proves that Sam Levinson should really just do music videos and not do uh, full, full movies. Um, <laughs> wrapping up, I love... I love Southside with you, um, which yeah. was the Barack Obama and Michelle Obama on their first perfect date movie where they're just walking around. It's like the cute. I just love that movie. I think it's so cute. Yeah, it's real sweet. It's real sweet. And that's the thing is it's very like made for TV feeling, but it's just mm-hmm. so sweet. And we both love the Obamas. So oh my gosh. it's great to see their love story. They actually got two love story movies mm-hmm. about them too. So that one was really great. Um, and I kind of put the next one together because I, I mean, they're not the same movie, obviously, but they have similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bodyguard and Beyond the Lights. I love anything that takes place in the music industry. Yeah. Um, the Bodyguard being a classic with Whitney and Kevin Costner. And then I feel like Beyond the Lights is sort of a remake of it, but not really. It's, it's, yeah. You know, um, but, you know, genuine. And then this movie has been in the zeitgeist all week because uh, it's Lunar New Year and Black History Month. So um, yeah. I'm going to say the Disney version of Cinderella uh. starring Brandy. <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> it. It's so cute. Um, it and, you know, it's just a sweet romance, a sweet story. And yeah, I love that movie. I think it's so good. That's a really good pick. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay. So for my movies, I, I've mentioned love and basketball before. I mean, it came out in the year 2000. So I was 16, mm-hmm. 17, whatever. And it was just the right time for me to see that movie. And it was just, it was so cool. I don't even like basketball all that much, but I, I love still love. love this movie. Yeah. I love love. <laughs> and they had to, you know, and then they had to play a game at the end and it was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I mean, and you know, and it was like Sanaa Lathan and Omar Epps and they were like at their peak. I, I mean, I shouldn't say that cause they're both still very attractive people, but like, I don't know, everything about that movie worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to talk, this is, I feel like this is like the Issa Rae hour because, but we are obsessed with her. It's fine. But yeah, the photograph. Now the photograph is not like the best movie. Right? <laughs> it's a little boring, <laughs> but I still really liked it because it was just, it was, it was like, it could have been anyone, you know, but it was like, they, they made the specific choice. And I mean, Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield, I mean, Ugh. it's just like, yeah, perfect. Swooning, it. swooning. Yeah, I'm already swooning. swooning. Yeah. Just thinking about it. Um, and then this movie, the, my final movie is the incredible Jessica James, which came out in, wait, I've got it up. I'm going to say 2017. Yeah. 2017. Exactly. And, and it's, and it's about, it's really more about this woman, Jessica James played by Jessica Williams. And, but I think, I think she like goes through like a bad breakup with Lakeith Stanfield actually. Okay. And that, you know, so she's kind of like, yeah, she, he's kind of, she's kind of floundering. She doesn't really know what to do. So it really is like her, this breakup kind of makes her reassess her life but also stop like second guessing herself and getting rid of it and and she does end up falling in love she ends up in an interracial relationship which which is like something she kind of grapples with it's not a huge part of the the story but like she kind of deals with that so yeah that's another cute one and and yeah and it's it's like real easy and it's just like a fun way I remember like we watched I think in fact I don't think we watched that right away 
like we waited for some reason, you know, mm-hmm. we just didn't get around to it, but yeah. And we were, my husband and I were both like pleasantly surprised. It was really great. Um, oh, I wanted to say Denzel Washington's son's name is John David Washington. John David Washington. Thank you. No, junior I, did, at all. I went, yeah, I went to, did you know he played football? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. He played, and he was an actor. What's what He was happened? trying to be a football player first and then um, Got it. and didn't want to hurt his body. And Got then, it. Yeah. Became That's cool. He went down the rock, the rock route. Yeah. Sorry. Now I'm, now I'm looking yeah. at this. You can cut He's very out. pretty. I think he's a very <laughs> he's, pretty man. You know, he's very handsome. Um, very no, he was in, so he was in Malcolm X. He was a student in a classroom. Oh my gosh. With his, with, you know, with his dad in playing Malcolm X. That's cool. Okay. Sorry. I don't know why I'm so distracted today. Gwen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. We're, you know, we're, ta- we're talking about really, we're talking about love, really hot people. I know. Like I, I feel distraction. I know everywhere. this, no, this topic just makes me very, I think it just makes me very happy. So this yeah. is exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move into TV mm-hmm. and we can, okay. bo- I mean, we've talked about insecure so much. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> think we need to go into it that much I feel but, like it's a bit of a disclaimer we're not being paid by HBO or Issa Rae to love yeah, this show we genuinely I mean, love Insecure <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah I love it so much um but I do I one thing I like you know I we've been sitting here talking about how like we want happy stories and we love like happy stories with black couples but Insecure did messy relationships yep. really well, beautifully. but I think in a really genuine way, it wasn't like, let's throw all of these things at people and mm-hmm. force them apart. It was like, no, these are like actual insecurities in relationships that a lot of people have, um, mm-hmm. and figuring out how to navigate, you know, I think, I think that it was, what was so great about Issa and Lawrence, her, you know, her basically almost the entire show, like kind of will they, won't they, or whatever, but they were so, they were both so complicated and they both were second guessing themselves. And it was like, when one of them got a leg up, like the other one felt put down, which is Mm -hmm. like, I think very relatable. Yeah. And like how, if they could figure out how to balance that and like what that would mean in the long run. So yeah, like I think for them in particular, it was cool. And then I think for kind of like the second lead in the show, but with Molly, Mm -hmm. her best, Issa's best friend, I think Molly dates so many people. I was actually, I found a list somewhere. And if I can, I don't know if I'll be able to find it. It was like, I was down a rabbit hole, (laughs) but like the amount of people I was like, I forgot about all of these people that Molly yeah, like lot. and like significantly dated over the course mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I, I feel like in her relationships really were, you know, there, she, like, she kind of had an issue with dating a man who was bisexual. And then she got involved with a man who said he was in an open relationship, but was he really, you know? And then, mm-hmm. then she was in an interracial relationship with an Asian man. Like she really, like her character really, got to explore a lot of different facets of what it means to be dating, being a black, a black woman in particular dating, probably very specific to LA and, you know, and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I loved, um, yeah, I freaking, yeah, well, I'll get to it because I'll talk about my TV couples, but so yeah, Insecure is the best and Molly and Tareen, I'll just mention them right now. I think that, yeah. when she finally found the one that was mm-hmm. meant to be, I think that they, they're the couple for me out that came out. Oh of yeah. Year. Instead of it being uh, Lawrence and Issa, it's mm-hmm. Molly and Tareen because like she was able yeah. to find someone that 
really deserved her. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. I think that's important. Yeah. That word deserve. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. What's your next okay. TV pick? So, yeah. Um, so next show, I, I stumbled upon the show Harlem, which is an ABC yeah. or not ABC. It's an Amazon original mm-hmm. and it's kind of like pitched as a new version of sex in the city. So that's yeah. kind of why I found it. Cause I was looking at having watched and just like that, I was like, I need something else to, to fill this. So it's a group of best friends that live up in, in Harlem and New York. And it's about their dating and um, relationships and also their friendships. And I, I just kind of am excited to see where the, the first season was really enjoyable. I'm excited to see where the second season's going to go. Um, and I think that it's just cool to see another like very well put together uh, ensemble show about romance and about love um, that isn't just following white characters and white actors and isn't just it's like Amazon is clearly putting money into this so they're excited about that yeah and that makes for a better product there's another show called run the world that mm-hmm. I think either hit I think it hit before Harlem and I think it's supposed to be similar so yeah. <clears throat> but yeah it's like yeah like young women and it's like, yeah, like an, almost an answer to mm-hmm. sex in the city, which I think yeah, is really like, cool. I want like a, a bold type, like another version yeah. of a bold type. Yeah. That would be cool to mm-hmm. um, and so then uh, just some honorable mentions for me is TV couples. Cause even though yeah. these aren't necessarily like romances, I think that these are really good representations of, of um, solid relationships of love of, of communication. I think that's really mm-hmm. important too, to see people like having good conversations, like adults having good conversations with each other. Yeah. So I went with um, Bo and Drag because I think that they've really on, on Blackish have had such an interesting arc mm-hmm. from like just being the cutest little lovey-dovey couple to like the season where they were going through their divorce or their yeah. potential divorce to mm-hmm. having the baby and getting back together. And like, I think that they just are such a nice solid team. And, and I love watching them because it's like, you know, some of their stuff they go through is stuff that me and my husband can go through as yeah. well. And we, we have these conversations and like, I don't know, I just think it's a great show. Um, another one is Lillian and Ben Will- Bill Williams from the wonder years. This is the new version um, yeah. I think that they are another just real, they are a couple that talk, they have a lot of scenes where they're talking with each other mm-hmm. and it's not always just about their kids, but it's actually about their relationships. So I think that that's just really cool to see. And then, like I mentioned, Molly and Tareen, I think yeah. um, just, they were the couple for me that came out of Insecure. Yeah, no, those are really good picks. Um, so in addition to Insecure, I want to wreck Queen Sugar. I'm still going through my rewatch. <laughs> Um, cause I mean, there's a, there are a lot of episodes of yeah. Green sugar. I did not realize, <laughs> but now I have to get through it. Um, and what I like to, I like about queen sugar is again, their, their relationships and they're messy and they are, I mean, it's like a soap opera. I mean, it mm-hmm. really is very dramatic. Yeah. Um, so there, there, this is a, sh- this is a show though, where there's a lot of things that are being thrown at these people in regards, just not even just to relationships, but just in general, the way that they react. And even when they mess up, it just feels genuine, both to the characters, but also just in an understandable way. Um, and so I really like that. I think it's really great. I'm, I don't know when season seasons, I think season six ended earlier or late last year at some point, maybe. And 
And, but season seven is supposed to start at some point. I have no idea. Like, I'm like, how am I going to watch this? I'm going to have to watch it like on own.com or something. Incredible that there's that many seasons of that show. I know there's seven, (laughs) six seasons that I, I think I'm in season four. (laughs) Oh, I got a lot. I got a lot going on. Uh, I know. Um, then I want to give a shout out to, I don't watch this show as much as I used to, but Mm -hmm. I have to talk about this is us because of Randall and Beth who are the only reason to watch this is us agreed <laughs> quite frankly yeah agreed. um also have i mentioned i don't know if i've said this i may have i can't remember when they put the old makeup on mandy moore <laughs> she looks no gwen wait <laughs> she looks exactly like my mother-in-law stop it like exactly i'm not joking <laughs> and it's Wild. I will find a photo and I will send it to you. Yes, I'm not going to, no offense to everyone listening. I'm not going to post it because I don't want to take advantage You're of like, my, I my love mother-in-law. my mother-in-law, but it's no, fine. yeah, she's wonderful. She's great. However, like I remember, I remember like watching that the first, like the first time you see her aged up and I was like, who does she look like, you know, Mandy Moore. And I was like, what is happening? And then, you know, and then like a few days, and then, you know, a week or two later, I was like, oh my God, it's my mother-in-law. Like, it's, it's my mother-in-law. <laughs> and then I remember like telling my mom too. And she was like, you're right. <laughs> like we were both like losing our minds. And then, you know, so that's a whole thing. Um, anyway, I love it. Randall and Beth though are really great. And they, I love like the, the relationships they have with each other, obviously, but then also like the way that they parent together, I think is so important. And in, you know, what I like too, is that like they challenge each other and they, they put each other, I don't want to say put each other down, but they put each other in their place. Like when they need Mm, to be, mm -hmm. which I think is an interesting facet of like portraying a relationship because it, it, I feel like on TV really like people in couple like couples are always like opposites almost yeah yeah and I feel like Randall and Beth are just like I don't know they complement each other so well mm-hmm. and yeah I don't know so the, yeah that when I do watch this is us I usually just fast forward to when to Randall scenes. and Beth are on <laughs> on screen <laughs> I love it that's how I used to watch soap operas <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. I care about. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I was thinking about like TV shows from when I was younger Mm -hmm. and the two that really came up for me were living single and girlfriends, which I really think I think about because they were about like female friendships really, but all of them date and have love interests. And, you know, some of them get married, some of them are in long-term relationships and things like that. So I just wanted to give those. And I think both of those shows are available to watch. I don't know exactly what streaming. I'll, I'll look. Yeah. I think they are on Netflix. I know girlfriends um, is on Netflix. I'm pretty sure yeah. because it's sitting and, in my queue right now. <laughs> yeah. And they, you know, I mean, obviously things are dated, but like, there's nothing like super egregious on I like both of those shows. I mean, I say that I have not rewatched them recently, so who knows, but I feel like those are really cool, like kind of intermediary, you know, like between like, like leading to Insecure and Queen Sugar and yeah, yeah. Black and, I, and all of that. And I didn't throw it on my list because I wasn't quite sure yeah. just because it's really all Martin Lawrence's show, but yeah. I also wanted to throw in Martin because I thought that, yeah. that was, they, they were a couple the whole time. So that yeah. was cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like they, they were, and they were super in love. Like they were like, that was like the whole impetus of the the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I thought it would be fun to talk about some of our favorite celebrity Mm -hmm. couples because I mean, so much of this is stylized and every post is, you know, meticulously planned, but I do think that's important. Like I, I love Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. I think they're really adorable. Um, I also put Beyonce and Jay-Z, but like, I mean, gosh, talk about stylized and meticulously yeah. planned, like every move those uh-huh. two make. Gross. And then, and then we, I mean, we've talked about, we talked about them a bit, but Barack and Michelle Obama, I mean, I, I tell them, I mean, I tell my parents, I want them to be my parents. So <laughs> I used, um, <laughs> one of their photos of the two of them after like a ball or something as the inspiration for the wedding photos I wanted. Yeah. So like they're like, out why here not? inspiring people. <laughs> Gosh, the best. I'm obsessed with them. That is my, like my, my long con I, I keep saying is because their both of their books are published by Penguin Random House. Penguin mm-hmm. Random House owns Berkeley. I was like, publishing parties need to start happening again. Oh yeah, so I can meet the Obamas. This uh-huh. is my only way in. So. <laughs> That's so funny. I used to feel the same way about Netflix when they started their Netflix account. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, they're coming to TCA. I'm gonna yeah. meet the Obamas. <laughs> so I'm saying, I got to figure out some way. Otherwise, I don't know how I'm gonna meet them but it's got to happen. Um, and then I put, I put honorable mention because, and the reason I'm putting is because they are so private about everything, which is yeah. great. Like to their, Good for them. yes, like they should be, but this week in particular is the week that the picture of Rihanna and ASAP, ASAP Rocky or ASAP Rocky went up and it was amazing. I was like screaming. I was like, yeah. what is yeah. happening? And of course she's the most beautiful pregnant person that's ever existed. She's adorable. She's so cute. Yeah, I, I know. So I love it. I think I that's great. So much. All right. Yeah. So my additions to your great list of um, fantastic celebrity couples, I'm going to throw in uh, Barry Jenkins and Lulu Wang. Yeah. Um, because again, like I just imagine the two of them on a Sunday are watching if they're not working on movies, they're just like <laughs> watching movies all day long and having coffee and talking about like feminist theory and black exploitation (laughs) films. Like I just love it so much. They're just the cutest (laughs) little indie filmmaker couple. I know this is a really silly one because like Lord knows they're just the silliest too, but I picked Oprah and Stedman because I love that they just stigmatize long-term commitment without marriage. I think that that was like that conversation that they've been having for decades and like Mm -hmm. Stedman's never felt at least enough to like talk to anybody or break up with Oprah, but he's never felt like in her shadow. And I think that that is incredible to see a man who has his own money, has his own careers, doing his own thing, who is incredibly supportive of his woman, who is incredibly way more successful and way more powerful than he is. And he's just like, cool, whatever you want to do, Oops, I I love it. Why would you complain? Right. Yeah. Oprah (laughs) is the best. (laughs) Oprah is the best. I mean, like hanging out with Oprah and Gail just sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Um, some of these people we have talked about at length. Some of these people we have talked to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then other other are authors that I think deserve a mention this month. So, and I did do specifically black romance authors. So obviously, I think the two queens of of romance, really, but black romance, um, Beverly Jenkins and Brenda Jackson, they've been writing forever. Yeah. They know what they're doing. As long as they're, I've been reading. <laughs> yeah, really. They're, they're so good. You know, Beverly Jenkins writes incredible historical romance with black couples. 
Um, and, and then Brenda Jackson writes contemporary romance and they're just so wonderful and delightful. Um, former guest, Alyssa Cole, like she writes really great black romance and interracial romance. Someone who we have, I don't think we've wrecked on the show, but someone who I really love is mm-hmm. Tracy Livesey. She yeah, great. has great, just great contemporary romance. And she has a new book coming out this summer called American Royalty, which is about, I think a like a prince of a European ish country and an American rapper. Not nice. And it <laughs> looks great. I haven't read it yet, but I do, I do have it, but I haven't read it yet. And I'm really excited for it. More Um, rappers. I want more. I know. Yeah. And and it's female rapper, obviously like she's, it's going to be real cool. Um, and then Farrah Roshan, she's been writing Farrah Roshan, I think has, has had a really interesting career because I believe she has self-published. Um, but she did a lot with like kind of small presses. And now of course she has the boyfriend project series and it's really delightful. Um, former guest Vanessa Riley. We know she writes historical romance and historical fiction. And then I, I wanted to talk about some indie or hybrid authors. So authors who self-publish or work, you know, or work with very small presses and then, or authors who do, who both do self-publishing and do traditional publishing. So Christina C. Jones, like she has this series. I should, let me pull it up real fast. The one that I love the most is called, I think I love you. And I think all of the books in this series are like, I think, oh, it's like, I think I might love you. And it's the love sisters series. This is a really fun series, but the first one, I think I might love you is just like if you want just a great contemporary romance that I, I don't think I would call it a rom-com, but it definitely is like, it has humorous moments. Um, but yeah, it's just like, just a solid book and they all, and they're all like that. Oh, and they're all novellas. So you'll read them real quick. Real quick. Um, and they're just great. I don't know how else to explain it, but yeah. So Christina C. Jones, Rilsey Adams, who writes very sexy books, mm-hmm. <laughs> very <laughs> sexy. Um, but yeah, she's awesome. Katrina Jackson, Tasha L Harrison. They both all, they all, all three of those authors, right. Really sexy and like novellas and erotic romance, but and contemporary, mostly contemporary romance, I would say queer romance, every like runs the gamut. It, they're really, really great. And then two hybrid authors who I really enjoy are Rebecca Weatherspoon, um, she has a really fun, like cowboy, black cowboy romance series, um, with Kensington and they are really delightful. And then I mentioned Chensia C. Higgins last time when I was doing, talking about books I'm excited for, and she writes queer romance for Karina Press right now, but also she has sold, they both, Rebecca Weatherspoon and Chensia C. Higgins have both self-published. So those are some authors who I have been enjoying for like the last couple of years, but especially like during the pandemic, I'm like looking at all of their names right now. And I was like, yeah, I think I really like dove into all of these authors during the pandemic. So there are some books. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick short break and we'll be right back to chat with Jessica Fred. Welcome to the Fresh Fiction Podcast, Jessica. We are so happy to have you here. I want to start out by asking a question that I'm sure you've been asked a ton or will have been asked a ton by the time this goes live, but how did the essay collection Black Love Matters come together? So it's an, it's an interesting story because um, the way that it like sort of came as an inspiration to me was that I was reading Well Read Black Girl. Mm-hmm. and uh, by glory edom and it was a great collection but it was like nobody here has like talked about 
romance or anything at all so I sort of like stewed on that for a while and then like I was like what if what if we had one that was focused on romance like what if what if we were able to pull that kind of thing together so I reached out um to a mutual of mine on Twitter who um, happens to now be my agent, uh, Tara Gelsonimo, awesome. and, and was like, is this a thing that would be viable, useful, yeah. interesting? And she was like, yes, let's nice. do this. Awesome. <laughs> um, so um, she had me sort of brainstorm who I would want to be involved. And I started reaching out to people because apparently having names of people with yeses is better for selling it to a publisher than just kind of the general idea yeah so I started reaching out to people and some were like this is awesome but I don't have time and Mm -hmm. some were like yes sign me up and um I just sort of let each person go with what they wanted to talk about um doing a little bit of you know like minor coaching or encouraging Mm -hmm. in a in one direction or another um, especially with people who are like you you would have a really good thing to say about this um yeah. and um and they started writing and now we have this magical collection with all of these very different voices um talking about really interesting things yeah, yeah. I thought that was such a, like one of the things that we both admired so much about uh, Black Love Matters is that there's such diversity and you just pointed on, you just talked a little bit about that, the voices that are represented, traditionally published, self-published authors, different age groups and different orientations. Can you go a little bit more into detail about how you went about finding the right writers for each of those stories to help write for the book? Sure. Um... I, I definitely knew that I wanted to cover that kind of spectrum yeah. as far as author authors go because romance is broad and right. love yeah. stories are expansive. Um, and er, in the early days of talking to a few editors, we sort of shifted away from talking just about romance to talking about um, love stories in general mm-hmm. and uh, the consumption of that, however that might work. Um, so I, I sort of knew that I wanted it to not only cover, um, age groups and, Mm -hmm. um, orientations Mm -hmm. and maybe as like a queer person myself, I definitely knew that I wanted to cover multiple perspectives from that in particular. Um, but then it was kind of like, what other people are really looking at this. So I, you know, I approached a few people who were more cultural commentators and Mm -hmm. um, that was how I ended up talking to Deshaun who is an amazingly brilliant human being. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because, you know, they're not a romance person but they have a lot to say about a lot of things. So it's like, and it was also great to have um, someone who does not identify as cis like in the group too. And I really wanted to make sure that I covered as many bases as I could because of all of the, the you know, the types of people who yeah. should, should have a voice in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of, 
you know, it was kind of a, a touch and go thing because it was like, they're the people that I know I have direct access to and they're the people who have to go through agents. And then it's like um, all this kind of um, like, who can I find? Who said no already? Who maybe with a different, who <laughs> right. maybe with a different due date might change their mind. So it's, it's just <laughs> so much coordinating that you were like, oh, I just wanted to have stories, but now I also have to like plan and arrange for all of these stories to come together. <laughs> right. Right. I adored your essay, Interracial Romance and the Single Story. I am a Black woman married to a white man. So a lot of what you brought up, I felt like deeply in my core. I could 100% relate. So I was wondering how you felt discussing your personal life and how what you read both did and didn't necessarily reflect your own relationship. I, I had to really think about how much I wanted to share about myself. Mm -hmm. um, that was a big yeah. thing. You know, I talked about it with my husband. It was just like, just so you know, I'm, I'm not going to be talking in depth about our relationship, but yeah. you know, there there is a mention. Um, mm -hmm. And he, he also got to hear the whole essay um, because I recorded that particular piece for the audiobook, and he, oh, was, wow. he was hanging out in the studio. So <laughs> he knows every word. Um, probably could remember, but yeah, yeah but um, he's, he's heard it and didn't ask for a divorce. So, you know, that's great. That's um, <laughs> yeah. But all positives. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it was really like, I had to think about like how, how much of myself I wanted to share and mm -hmm. like put out there, but also how much I needed to, because then that's the only real way to really make the connection with everything else that I was going to talk about. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because especially, um, interracial romance featuring a black woman and a white man is mm -hmm. so expansive like yeah. it has been for decades um <laughs> even mm -hmm. in in various places but it's it's sort of that like if you think interracial romance that's the picture that pops up for most people mm -hmm. and you know every relationship is different so there are definitely things that I've seen in books that I've picked up where you know, it's like, oh, that that really feels like the early part of my own relationship. Right. Or man, I'm glad I didn't have to explain this or <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's it's definitely um you know, the way that people write these relationships, depending on their own experience, is varied and exciting. And I'm always glad to like see those little moments where it's like, oh yeah, that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. But yeah. also I'm grateful sometimes when I don't have to say that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> well, and from a craft perspective, what surprised you about editing an essay collection? The whole thing is that the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing, um, you know, nothing was really like, Oh gosh. I, okay. The number of times that I ended up reading the book, Definitely a surprise because, you yes. know, you get the first essays, you do some revising and make some comments and ask some questions like um, Christina C. Jones, for instance, you know, she sent me like a thousand words. It's like, I'm not sure if this is the direction I want to go in. What do you think? And like, 
I sent back an email and all caps was like, yes, more of this, do this. Like, you know, I I told her exact things that I'd love for her to build out on um, to end up with the awesome essay that we ended Mm -hmm. up with. It was, you know, just a lot of reading, reading over again. You know, I love editing. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I'm, you know, it wasn't overwhelming. Um, But then, you know, getting it sent out, waiting and waiting and waiting and finally getting, copy edits and past pages and all of that so you know I have read I have read the whole book like four or five times already and it hasn't Mm -hmm. even come out yet so um you know that was that was probably the most surprising thing even though having on Twitter and seen other authors I sort of knew that that was happening but it still was like, oh, right, I have to do this again. And I have to <laughs> <laughs> get like sick of my own words and everybody else's words. <laughs> Is there anything you'd do differently? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. What, <laughs> like, you know, this is a great number of essays and I am really happy with what we've gotten. And I can always say that like, even now I think about my own essay and I think, oh, I could have talked about this more or um, I I left out this whole thing or wow, this just happened. I wish I could go and rewrite the essay just a little bit to mm-hmm. reflect on this thing because we turned in essays in like April, May and June of last year and wow. a lot has happened since then. Yeah. Um, so there, there's the, oh, I wish that like we could revise it one last time kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. but I, I really like what we ended up with. So switching gears a bit, you are the co-host of Book Riot's When in Romance podcast. It's one of my faves. I listen to it religiously. <laughs> what has been one of the most rewarding things about hosting a podcast focused on romance? I have to say that not just, you know, the experience of hopping on every two weeks with Trisha and being Mm -hmm. able to like squee about things, but actually like getting stuff back from people. Like um, we did, we did a survey um, sometime last year, (laughs) because what is time? Yeah. I think it was in the summer. (laughs) Yeah, really. Totally. Um, asking our listeners and anyone else who wanted to respond um, about sort of their pandemic experience with reading. Mm -hmm. And there were so many people who really appreciated having us to listen to and to like talk to because we get emails all the time of people either being really excited or asking for recommendations or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And a lot of people who had just started reading romance because of the pandemic. They wanted yeah. something um, happy, and when in romance was sort of their abil- their their thing to find things to read. And yeah. it was just like it, it was going through that spreadsheet of mm-hmm. answers was like a really emotional moment. Aww. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's like you know, you're talking to the void and you know that there are those five people who will always respond to your emails and stuff. (laughs) Um, But knowing that we were able to like reach people in that kind of way, a lot of people don't think of romance as that kind of like emotional Mm -hmm. connection that people could use and very much find useful or 
important or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, it was really nice to get, get that feedback and get the, like, have a feedback loop of any mm-hmm. kind. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Amazing. I totally agree. I think having, getting to do the, like you mentioned, having the two weeks or every two weeks getting to spend time with your friend is just like the best yeah. part. <laughs> well, speaking of recommendations, um, what are some upcoming books you're looking forward to romance or, or otherwise? So one book I am pretty excited about is um, Love and Other Disasters by mm-hmm. Anita Kelly. Anita has written a couple of novellas that I've absolutely loved and devoured, but this is their first novel um, coming out. And it is set in set on a reality cooking show. And I yes. love reality TV romances. Yeah. So there's just a whole <laughs> lot of things that I'm really looking forward to um, enjoying about that one. And it's yeah. quite possible that I have already read it by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> One book that it's not coming out until May, but mm-hmm. I'm really excited to read it. First chance I get, and I um I got it in the mail a, a few days ago, so I'm like really excited for it. Is you mm-hmm. made a fool of death with your beauty by Akwe Gay Macy, mm-hmm. um and they are more popular in the sort of lit fic world. I listened to their um memoir last year, okay. and their next book they announced was going to be a romance and it was like I need this Mm -hmm. it's just like fantastic writing um in any category apparently and I really I'm really hopeful that it will hit those romance marks that I need and love um but also with the words that they put together so gorgeously so I'm really looking forward to that and then of course Beverly Jenkins recently announced her August book and I have completely forgotten the name of it so I'm going to look that up real quick yeah (laughs) (laughs) but I know exactly what you're talking about because the cover is insane it's so good (laughs) it's It's, beautiful gorgeous and I was like I need that immediately right Mm -hmm. now please please (laughs) To catch a to catch a raven, to catch yeah. a raven. Okay. Yeah. Finally, Beverly Jenkins announced uh, her next book, which is coming out in August, I think. So we've got a while to wait for that one. Um, but it is to catch a raven, and it's in her Women Who Dare series um, after Wild Rain, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't read that one, definitely read that. But like everybody was enraptured by the cover and uh, you know that is definitely a book that is sold by its cover I'm not gonna lie I don't care what it's about but I do actually kind of know what it's about so at least there's that (laughs) yeah I the cover when we're recording this I think the cover has she had revealed it like maybe a couple of days before we have are recording right now and it was just like Twitter, romance Twitter just went insane. Like we all were like, it's so pretty. And it really (laughs) is. It's so gorgeous. So something that we love to ask each one of our guests, and it's something that Gwen and I talk about every episode is what is bringing us or our guests comfort and joy. This could be a TV show, a product, a recipe, what's going on in your life that's making you happy, anything like that. So what is bringing you comfort and joy right now? Right now, I'm going to say Star Trek Discovery. Nice. I 
I waited a little bit for the after the third season release to actually start watching it. And um, so at the time that we're recording, the whole se- the whole season has been released, but I'm slowly make- making my way through it because it is making me incredibly emotional. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but it's it's such an amazing show for anyone who is unfamiliar with it. It's only available on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, if you get a like trial you can sort of slam your way through it if you want to but it is a um, Star Trek show that is set I want to say after the time of the original no before the original series would start because there's a young Spock in it okay I'm I, okay I get it I'm time time in Star Trek is so weird I don't know it is it. Um, yeah, they make up their own rules all the time yeah <laughs> But the main character, Michael Burnham, is a Black woman, and she is amazing and goes through so much uh, development through the course of the three seasons that are currently available. And um, Michelle Yeoh is in it, and everyone is great, and it's just, there's so much happening, and the third season in particular is so far spectacular like I don't I can't watch more than a couple episodes at a time because like I said it's making me like weirdly emotional for a science fiction show (laughs) um but it's there's so much and so much joy and even the pain is like comforting to me so it's like it's definitely something that I recommend for people who are looking for something that is different but familiar Mm -hmm. because it's Star Trek but it's very different yeah (laughs) awesome I love it I'm adding it to my list all right Jessica before we say goodbye to you uh where can listeners uh find you online um the best places to find me are on Twitter where I am Jess's reading all one word and on Instagram which where I am Jess underscore is underscore reading because Someone had already taken the other one. (laughs) (laughs) How dare they? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, this has been so great. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will include by links to Black Love Matters um, in show notes and everything. So thank you, Jessica. This was awesome. Thank you both. This was great. I appreciate it very much. I hope you all like understand how obsessed we are with that conversation we have with Jessica because it was so fun. <laughs> I know. If you see her on the show again, you know it's because uh, she oh, yeah. rejected our restraining order. And Yeah. No, I mean, we have to have her back because mm-hmm. she was just so great. Last time you wanted to start a daily yoga practice. Yep. How did this go? It went very well. Ooh. It went really, really well. I, I did just do like two sun salutations a day. It wasn't like I was out here doing like full routines, but I had, I last weekend I pull, like, I don't know if you can pull your sciatic nerve, but I like messed up my sciatic nerve. And so I yeah. needed to stretch at that point. Like it needed to happen. So I was always, I, I was just stretching. I had to do it. So, um, I feel very, I feel like it was successful. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. I love that. I love when we like nail the Mm -hmm. goal. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. What about you for um, your deep house? Yeah. No, that did not happen. I did (laughs) clean 
Like, I don't want everyone to think that like, I just didn't clean my house. Right. You're not <laughs> I did with your mouths like me. Yeah, <laughs> I did clean. I just did not like, like I was saying, like, I need to like, we need to like move the couches. We need to like vacuum under the beds. No, that didn't happen. Um, yeah. I did like my regular like dusting and obviously clean the bathrooms. I did do laundry. Like I, I clean, I'm a, I'm a clean, a clean person, person. Yeah. you know, but I did not do what I meant to. So I don't know. And then I was looking, I'm like, I'm starting this job. I think I may just have to have like dusty shelves for a while. And I think I'm okay with that, but it does need to, I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm almost going to like give myself some extra time to be like, maybe like once it warms up a little and, but I can open mm. windows yeah. and then that way the dust, even though it will be overwhelming, but it won't be just making me sneeze constantly. Yeah. I don't know. That kind of sounds like I'm making an excuse and I am a little, but, but it's also hard to clean when it's like hard to breathe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it is. And, and it's, and it's also, you know, it's cold. I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, so I'm trying to give myself some grace, but I do, I do need to clean. We, we, and not just me, we all need to clean the house. Like even Ivy needs to help, but um, yeah, I don't know. I got to think about this some more. It's an opportunity for a list. <laughs> it is an opportunity for a list. It's also an opportunity to be like, can I just budget for someone uh-huh. to come do it for me? That was what I was just thinking. I was like, Danielle, you, uh, you just, you know, save a little bit extra from your new job. And, That's what I'm thinking. And then you yeah. treat yourself to some mental health. I think that may have to happen. That's what I did. And it was the oh. best. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. So yeah, that may be what it is. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. What's your new goal, Gwen? So, um, inspired by our drive around yesterday, I think I want to go try to explore some more of my neighborhood. It's getting, like I said, it's getting warmer. Um, there's really no reason for me to wear my big coat anymore. So like going out and doing exercise, I have to, I have to do exercise. Like I'm slowly dying apparently. So gotta (laughs) get the blood flowing. So I think that's going to be my goal. Aren't we all though? Exactly. (laughs) It's terrible. Exactly. Like we're all just decaying as we speak basically right (laughs) so we'll see if that's successful next week but I feel like hopefully next week I'll have explored a new part of me I like this I like playing tourist I Mm -hmm. I think it's fun I like to do it even in Chicago which I you know I've lived outside of my entire life but it sometimes it's just fun to like go somewhere and just walk around yeah and see what you see that's cool yeah what about you what's your new goal Um, I realized as we started talking, I had not put one in, (laughs) no, but I have a really good, and this is a goal that I think I really want to stick to for as long as humanly possible, but it is to make my lunch to take to work. So here's the, here's the deal. Anderson's is in a town called Naperville, Illinois, Mm -hmm. and it's a very dangerous place because it is it's it's a shopping area I was like isn't it a little all it is and it's kind Mm -hmm. of pricey it's a little hoity-toity um but we love it I mean Naperville it's like if you ever have a chance to come out to the suburbs like Naperville Illinois is a great like small town it has a small town vibe but it's just the downtown like kind of the main street type area is just full of shops like I'm literally going to be across from a Sephora. Like it's oh, God, be yeah, a problem. Uh-huh. There's an yeah. anthropology around the block and there are tons and tons of great restaurants. And so this is not to say that I'm never going to go out to lunch, but I do want to like get into the habit. And 
since I already make my daughter's lunch every day, mm, like true. I'm just, I think I'm just going to make my own. Mm-hmm. I bought myself a new lunch box. I got Yay. a cute little like bento. Oh, so you get a bento box. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, which, and I mean, to be quite honest, I do eat like a child um, during the day. Just like, here's some crackers, here's some cheese. Here's, mm-hmm. you know, here's some, a carrot, <laughs> here's some strawberry, you know, like I, I do eat like my seven-year-old. So this should be, it should not be hard. It should be quite easy, but you know, it's like once you do it and then, so I think I'm going to commit to it, but I also I know it. it's like one of these times I'm just going to treat myself and I'm going to go to the sandwich shop and then it's just going to turn into, I'm just going to go to the sandwich, sandwich shop. shop. This isn't so, better than I thought. Yeah. No, I, I really, I think that'll be great. I think it'll be, and I think it'll be fun. It'll be fun to like plan things. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it'll be great. Moving into what's bringing us comfort. What is bringing you comfort this week, Gwen? Okay. I just threw mine in at the last (laughs) second. Uh, I know it sounds so stupid, but it's like, it's honestly water. Wow. Tell me more. (laughs) Water has been bringing me comfort, like taking longer showers, um, interesting trying okay. to drink more water mm-hmm. just finding like you know we always talk about the fun vessel that we like to put our water yeah. in so it just like makes it more more fun but it's just I feel like water like just being around water going yesterday yeah. for our drive and being near frozen lakes and stuff so I think water is bringing me comfort right now um, I like I to drink more of it <laughs> yeah I, I like, no water is really comforting. Like mm-hmm. looking out over the water, like you said, yeah. taking a long shower, taking a long shower, like yeah. going through my, I got this really bad habit of like going almost entirely through the hot water of our hot water oh. heater. Mm-hmm. And I just, I kind of like that. And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You should get like one of those little shower, they call you know, the shower bombs. It's oh, like yeah. a bath bomb, but it's, or yes. it's like a shower steam or whatever. I feel like yeah, it's, Lush um, has them. They're so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to uh, float away. Yes. Um, what is your comfort? <laughs> so I have a very, I have a, I have a, a clothing wreck this week and it's um, the company universal standard and it's their Sen S E I N E their skinny jeans. These mm. jeans are just great. I don't know how else to explain it. They have their, they, okay. So here's my issue. I like jeans with stretch, but I hate when you can tell they have stretch. Like if you look at them and they're, you know, I don't like that. These jeans look like jeans, but they have a good amount of stretch in them. They do like jeans. And they're so comfortable. And the great thing about universal standard is that they have a like a wide range of, of sizes. They go like super, super, super tiny to well into plus sizes, like, and they're very, they're like one of the best companies, um, for body diversity. And they have really, they have like an awesome, like exchange thing. Like it's like, if you are, you've been wearing jeans for like years, but you go up a size or you go down a size, whatever it may be, you can exchange your jeans. That's amazing. Yeah. I think it's so cool. Um, and yeah. I mean, they are pricey, like regular price. They are like upward. They can be over a hundred dollars depending on the type you get. The ones I got are usually, I think like around $98, but I got them on sale. They mm-hmm. usually do a pretty good sale. Like I know for sure after Christmas, they have a, and they, it's not like called their after Christmas sale, but it usually happens that week between Christmas and new year's. 
but I, and I know they do them throughout the year too. Um, but that one's like the best one. Cause I got them, I think for like under $40. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm real mad that I only got one pair. Um, but, but I like them so much. I may get like a black pair. Cause I just have like a super dark, um, mm-hmm. blue pair. I may get a pair in black and I may pay full price. Cause they're yeah. that good. They're um, really nice. but yeah. And I also, they also have like, this is a company, like I was, I, I was very skeptical of a $50 t-shirt, but I now own four of said $50 t-shirts because they're that good. They're they so look great. I'm like great. looking at the website right now and I'm like, yeah. I want all of this stuff in here. It's very dangerous. And I love their, their stock, fo- not stock photos, their photos like are, are like, you can look at every single size and you can like, you can pick a model that is your body type and it, and every, and they're very diverse, both in size and in ethnic background and in age. Like they have, a, you know, they have, a, it's, it's like, they are a very cool company. And if you like read it, they have an about page, like they're really cool and they really stick to their morals, which is like stuff I, I think I, I now care about when I, mm-hmm. when I buy Absolutely. things. Yep. So yeah, it's really, they're really cool. But yeah, these jeans are really comfortable. I'm trying not to wear them every single day because I don't want to run them in, but they're also like high quality. So maybe I could wear them every day. I don't know. Highly, highly recommend again, I understand these, these are pricey. So it's like a recommendation, but with a caveat, because they are like, they're more like, look, I love an old Navy jean. Like let, don't get me wrong, but this is your upgrade from your own. Yeah, I think it is. So highly recommend. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to spend all this money that I'm now going to be putting <laughs> into this company. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, it's really nice. <laughs> You're very welcome. Oh, I can't wait. But I was going to say to your point about, I mean, yeah, they are a little pricey, but honestly, like for good quality jeans, like a hundred bucks seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. I mean, me. I think I've paid around that for like a pair of Levi's. So yeah, exactly. That's what I was you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love Different them. Different than They're your Costco. Cool. Costco jeans guys. (laughs) I don't think I own Costco jeans. That's interesting. I mean, I can make that. That can be, that's an easy change. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Now I got to go to Costco, get some jeans. Uh, Anyway, anyway, everyone, this has been a journey. This has been. Boy, have we, boy, have we taken you and ourselves on We've quite gone a trip. all over the place. Uh, but yeah, as always, you can follow us on all the socials. You can follow Fresh Fiction at Fresh Fiction. You can follow me at D Jackson Books. And Gwen, where can they find you? You can find me at Real Vixen. You can now officially email us at podcast at freshfiction.com. Please send us love letters, of course, but any questions, comments, concerns, etc. We'd love to hear from all of you listening out there. And per usual, please subscribe, follow, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. And that is it. Bye, Danielle. <laughs>